welcome to the Woods Edge podcast show, where we hear stories about how God is at work in and outside the walls of Woods Edge. Hi, my name is Eric, and welcome to the podcast show. I'm glad you've joined us today. Uh, Today, we have Amy Smalley in the studio, and we talk about the greatest challenge that is facing women today. So, Amy, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks. That's good to hear. Um, so this all p- got prompted because Amy and I were just having a conversation yesterday. Yeah. And I, I asked her this simple question, which is not so simple. Um, you know, Amy is our women's pastor, for those of you who don't know. And uh, she does an amazing job. And she leads so many different groups. And she just she's done a really great job uh, of bringing our women together and so I'm too kind. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's why they pay me the big bucks. Um, so I asked her, you know, looking at everything from a really broad stance, what do you think the biggest challenge facing women was today? And so I asked that again. So Amy, what do you think the biggest challenge facing women here at Woods Edge is? Oh, it's so funny that, you know, I always have an opinion about pretty much anything. And so when you ask me that question, (laughs) when you ask me that question, uh, I just immediately just kind of said, well, oh, condemnation and shame, because I I truly do believe that as women, we are so hard on ourselves. And I think I've thought actually more about that since we talked about it. And one of the things I I think. I was thinking about is because we were, we are typically pretty emotional and more emotional. God created us to be nurturers. And so as being nurturers, there's a part of us that we're more emotional, even if we're stronger women, more type A women, kind of like me, you still have this emotional response to things. And I think that we are constantly judging ourselves and comparing ourselves to either other women or expectations of what we should be doing, what we, um, I was just in a Bible. Bible study actually um, on Monday, and we were talking about um, putting on the breastplate of righteousness and what exactly does that mean? And um, and we're doing the Priscilla Shire study, and, and that it's an it's an awesome study. Please join us if you can. Um, but w- one of the things that we were talking about is the different kinds of righteousness, and there's a there's like that perfectionistic you know righteousness, which right. can kind of be like legalistic, can get to through mm-hmm. thing. Oh, I've got to earn enough, you gotta, know, got to follow all the rules, right? And then there's that comparison part, and that comparison part of oh, well, am I measuring up? That's the condemnation and shame that I think a lot of women struggle with. Yeah, can you talk a little bit more? about what you mean by condemnation when you say that? Well, it's not, I think that there's a big difference between the Holy Spirit convicting you of something you genuinely should be doing differently or a sin in your life. But then the condemnation is, for me, it's almost like Satan has a grip or a stronghold over you and he is, you know, telling you, oh, you're not good enough or, oh, you're not measuring up or, or you're not doing this or you're not doing that. And you should, 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 should be doing. And mm. and all that really kind of does is it almost deflates you because it, it doesn't energize you and it, it doesn't, all it does is like weight you down. And, you know, in Romans 8, 1, a long time ago when Jeff was in Romans was talking about that, you know, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Right. And so we know that, but actually walking that out, I think is very, very difficult especially to women. Well, I think that's with most things. I think the difference between actually knowing something Mm -hmm. and it's like that, like the left side of your brain knows things, the right side of your things like actually believes them. Mm -hmm. And so like, I, I know a lot of things about God, but I actually, the belief part of that is, is, is almost severed. So there's like, you know, some people talk about your head and your heart, that sort of thing. Like Mm -hmm. we know that there's no condemnation. 
right. but we don't really believe it. Well, and, and it, it's always because it teeters on that idea of that we're supposed to be obedient. So that what does obedience look like? And I struggle with that. Um, and, and I think as a Christian, the more mature you are, you you know, you do grapple with the idea of, well, wait a minute, I maybe I'm not sinning, but who am I, you know, and, and what part of me is actually talking right now? Is it more my sinful nature or is it more of the God imputed um, righteousness that's that's there and if it you know and that turmoil and that it, i think that satan always wants to get in to our thought life and condemn us and shame us because he knows if that if he does that then he'll he'll mute us yeah and i, I see condemnation and shame are so closely tied because mm-hmm. condemnation brings you to like you said it makes you just really deflated and right. so you get deflated and you um the enemy uses that deflation so that, oh, you should be doing this, should be doing that, and turns it into shame. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm ashamed to even talk about this. Now <laughs> yeah. I'm ashamed that I'm not doing something about this. Right. And so it, it he, he gets you stuck pretty much in a, in like a shame like yeah, spiral. And it, yeah, in a, in a self-defeating cycle. And that's absolutely one of the things that I, I think that as, you know, if you're not you know, praying enough, if you're not in your studies enough, if you're not doing all these things, there's a part of that, that performance base that we all struggle with. And, uh, and so if we struggle or we're struggling with that, then Satan obviously wants to, to pinpoint that and, and truly to kind of get at that. Yeah. I, um, I think about that statement, just like not enough. I don't mm-hmm. feel this enough. Don't feel this enough. I was even in like a, it was like a small group leaders meeting like years ago and I remember just hearing every single person around the group who was who was leading a group just saying, man, I just don't feel like I'm a spiritual leader enough. I don't feel like I know enough things. I don't feel I feel like this not enough, not enough, not enough. And I was like, how interesting. Like the Lord's obviously brought each person into this place. Mm-hmm. And yet we don't believe that like he's actually going to give us enough to be who he's asked us to be. And that is just so like that is just takes over so many different things. It's like the Lord gives you enough. And, but we Absolutely. don't really believe that because we kind of feel like, Oh yeah, I know he, he provides, but like, I kind of need to like grit my teeth and mm-hmm. be enough myself. Mm-hmm. So how do you see this play out specifically in women? Cause I think it's a pretty universal thought. Men are probably better at hiding that. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns into maybe like ultra masculinity and we're like <laughs> overcompensating, <laughs> overcompensating. How does, how does that play out in women or how do you see that playing out? Well, I think they shy away from leadership opportunities sometimes. And and I think that, you know, in our community, in the women's community, one of the things that I've loved doing is is just combating that with encouragement and just being able to say, you know what, first of all, from the top down. So for me to be able to say, look, I'm sinful, I'm fallen, I'm still struggling with this, you know, I'm and being able to be more real and walking in humility allows them to know, well, wait a minute, if she's supposed to be in leadership and she's still struggling with this, so she's obviously struggling with not being enough, but yet she's in this position, then hopefully some more and more of those leaders will come up and they will feel encouraged to say, your walk is your walk. And all we want to know is, are you being able to share the hope that God has given you? That is the thing that truly lying, relying on that, the hope and trusting God, those are going to be the things that we're going to combat that condemnation shame with. Yeah, I think that what you said about encouragement is like, what a, what a, it feels like a small thing. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I think almost Mm -hmm. like the lies that, oh, like, it's not that, like, you don't really need to say that to that person. Like, you don't really need it. They probably already know. Like, they usually don't. 
Like it doesn't yeah. matter who you are. You want someone to speak encouragement and life over you. It doesn't matter who they are, like what they're doing. They need that. And we need that because we have that same sort of need. And mm-hmm. so to be able to speak life into other people kind of combats this condemnation, the shame. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love to encourage. You know, I've been a cheerleader pretty much all my life. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, from junior high, high school, college, the whole deal. And so there's a part of me that I, I, I do it well outside of my family, really well inside my family. You know, Michael might not feel the same encouraging (laughs) words as much, but being able to, to recognize and to be able to see people trying to see people loving on, on each other. I mean, I cannot tell you how proud I am. And And I do say that in a, in a humble way of the women's ministry, because because we have women that are loving on other women. And that is what just melts my heart and makes me just want to cry and just be like, oh my gosh, that is what changes lives. That is what our community is about. We are about love and grace and being able to embrace all different kinds of, um, you know, ethnicities and all different backgrounds. And we want to embrace that. That is for me, encouragement is going to combat that condemnation and shame that we all can feel from time to time. Yeah. And it seems like you've really created a place where people feel like they belong. I hope you know, so. yeah, well, I, I think that I think that's I think that's the truth. And in a place where people feel like they can really belong mm-hmm. is a place where they feel like they can really give encouragement, mm-hmm. but also just as important. They also feel like they can receive their encouragement mm-hmm. because sometimes we can, you know, we can say, oh, this person's awesome. This person's awesome. Then someone says, you're awesome. You're like, no, I'm not like, no, yeah. but receive that. Like, right. We we, we have you know, we always want to do things. Sometimes we're just being asked to receive encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, in a place where you can really belong mm-hmm. is a place where the the condemnation mm-hmm. won't live because mm-hmm. it won't have any air to live and the shame won't live because it's being combated with encouragement. And then you can start to tell the difference between is this the spirit? Am I being convicted yes. of something or am I being condemned of something? And in a place where you belong, you have not only people who are watching for that mm-hmm. and trying to help you towards that, but you just have a place where you know the condemnation won't live. Absolutely. I love that. Well said, Walls. I know. Thanks, Smalls. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's so great. Um, you you mentioned, too, because we we live in the social media culture. Mm-hmm. We live in the, the filter culture. We live in that. And so we, we talk about this idea of being real, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, something I've noticed recently is uh, this idea... It's like, you know, the old way that people used to, you know, be in church I and mean, it's still kind of the same, but it's like everything's perfect. Yeah. That that yeah. used to be That's... totally in the in the language. Yes. And now like we've almost overreacted where yeah. we're like we're like, Oh, I'm just a mess. Yeah. But you aren't really saying anything. You're just saying like no. the the saying even nowadays that you're a mess is almost the new saying like everything's fine. Because it, you can yeah. almost you can almost just say I'm a mess and not really go into the things exactly. that are that are hard. Exactly. Um, so I, I want you to talk a little bit more about this whole, you know, how do you be real and authentic with people in community? Well, I think that being real means that you're able to share enough of your heart to let people know that you're still struggling. Um, I did an email out to my girls and uh, to the, the group leaders. And I was like, man, shoes of peace this week. Wow. I am really being rocked. There's some things that I'm like, wow, I cannot believe that this is happening. What the heck is going on? Yeah. And being able to say that, but, and then I was able to say, but you know what, actually 
I'm not as affected. I'm not as shaken as I probably wouldn't would have been had this fruit of the spirit of peace of really studying what does it look like to have these shoes of peace, to have yourself grounded and standing firm. And what does that look like? And knowing and trusting that, you know what, God, you are in control and not like in a cheesy way, God, you're in control, but really like. I need to be able to trust this and trust the process and trust that God has not every good interest and that he's going to work everything else for good and being able to kind of look at that and look back even on my, my, the history of my life. Um, that's why I love to be able to, for me to look at, to say, okay, I, 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 there's some things in my life that are definitely not the way that it should be, but I've also been able to see that, you know, I can wrestle with it and then I can go through it. And as I go through it, and then I look backwards, I can look back and I can put like a little marker down, like put like the little stones yeah. down, right? Like the, yeah. the Jewish people used to do, you know, put down those little stones, like those spiritual markers and saying, oh my gosh, you know, I threw a really big fit with you, God, right here. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And you, you helped me, you understood me, you, you know, for me, I always say you validated my feelings. You, you said, you know what, Amy, this is not right what you're going through. I totally get it. But you know, what, babe, we're, we're going to get through this. Yeah. And so guess what? Put your, put your shoes on. Let's go and let's go through it. When you have those kinds of opportunities that that happen and you and you struggle with God and you struggle in your relationship, I think and then he's able to even spiritually and physically go through something, then there's a relationship that you have with God that that deepens. And then when you say things like, you know, they're coming from a real, real place. Um, right. And that realness doesn't even come across as a fake real, you yeah. know, like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in those like, you know, big flowery, you know, I think I always think, oh, my gosh, some people, some of these people pray so cool. You know, they're like praying with all this scripture. And, you know, it's not that it's flowery language, but it's like so just amazing. It sounds right. so cool. Uh, God doesn't always give that to me, the cool language. I don't always get that. I feel you. I feel <laughs> Sometimes my it's language just is real, real. Yeah. It's like I'm talking to walls right now. You yeah. know, I'm like, God, what is going on? Right? Like, this just sucks. Like, this, <laughs> yes. this is bad. This feels bad. I feel bad. Exactly. What's happening? <laughs> like, there's not like a good, like, you know, Lord, I'm, you know, going through it. Like, yes, that's true. But sometimes whenever you're really feeling it, yes. like, it's just like, this is not good. That's all I, that's all I know about this is that this is not good. Um, and I need you now, right. uh, but like I think that's a really beautiful thing because there's a because it's a it's actual it's actually vulnerable. Yeah. Because it's because it's not you aren't trying to make it sound better. You aren't trying to make mm-hmm. it sound worse. You're just like this is just the way it it feels right now. Absolutely. And it, we we talk about it a lot in storytelling. Like there's a difference between being like vulnerable mm-hmm. and being transparent. Like transparent may, might feel like, um, you know. Might be saying, yeah, like things are hard right now, and da 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 da, and you might just kind of surface level talk mm-hmm. about it, but mm-hmm. to actually be like, this, like this is really hard, and mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen next, mm-hmm. you know, and even in those moments, being able to say like, I know the Lord is good, mm-hmm. I don't feel that right now, mm-hmm. but at least let me acknowledge that and acknowledge that right now, it it it's hard. 
Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And what you're just talking about totally made me go back to the idea of being, how do we have peace? We have peace. Part of that is how do we activate the peace is through thankfulness. That's Mm. what we're unlearning too. And I'm like, wow, what? And so how do you do that? You know, and we were talking about encouragement. And when you encourage someone, really what you're saying is, what I'm thankful for about you. Yeah. And um, in the women's retreat, I try to be very specific. You know, there's going to be some women I'm, I, you know, if I'm more connected with you, I want to be very specific on what I'm encouraging for you for. And and I love that Jeff is like, don't just say I'm praying for you, right? And, right. Unless you actually are, <laughs> um, you know. Um, but I will some, you know, at times be like, I'm praying for you now. And N-O-W means, means that I have just prayed for you and I'm writing out basically what I just prayed for you that's really good that's a good practice too because i like i'll admit i've there have been times where i'm like yeah i'm praying for you yeah that's yeah and like that's a little churchy it's very churchy and it's like i don't think i actually prayed for you and that is, and it's like with the best intentions yes, i know you say it with the best of intentions like yeah i can't wait to pray for this later yeah um, that's the thing that that's the difference between conviction and condemnation though the totally. conviction needs to be Oh my goodness, I need to do that like now. If I just said I'm praying for you, how I do it is I'm just like, you know what, I just need to do it right now. If I'm walking, I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, this person is dealing with this situation and I just want to lift them up and give them to you and I love you and, you know, and I pray, pray over them right in that very second so that I'm not, you know, deceiving them or being churchy. Just feel like, I don't know how to respond, so I'm just going to say I'm praying for you. Yeah. I mean, I will say that I've had over the last, you know, eight months or so, I've had some very specific things that uh, women have actually texted me or emailed me what they have been praying for me Mm. and what, not even what they, you know, it's amazing that they'll pray for me, you know, it's like they're thankful for me and and the timeliness of that and the encouragement that that gives me. And that's, to me, when we think about thankfulness and how that act our peace and being thankful for each other and encouraging each other that that helps us be get through the hard stuff get through when turmoil comes because when we're when we're really just sure of that you know okay god i have peace with you and i have peace in you you know um so what does that look like you give me peace well how do i do that as i go back and i look from the look to the past but i also look to okay what do i have now yeah you know what can i be thankful for now i can be thankful for my health i can be thankful for my job i can be thankful for my children i can be thankful for you know just different things in my life. I thank you that, you know, I have a husband that loves me. Thank you that I have children that love me. You know, just different things like that, that truly do activate this, uh, like a grounding and assuring within your, your spirit to let you know that God really is, you know, providing for you. He really is giving you that peace and love that you desire. It's like, uh, I sometimes call remembering as yeah. being like a, it's almost like a spiritual discipline because yeah. you have to, because you aren't going to naturally remember these things in yeah. moments of like either tragedy or panic yeah. or chaos. Mm-hmm. You aren't just like out of chaos doesn't come like automatically peace. You know, no. what comes out of it is fear, fear. and all these yes. sort of things. And so you have to like almost practice remembering um, the goodness of God. Yes. Yeah. And that's what, you know, that's what those stones were for. You know, that's yeah. what, that's what I believe stories are. Our stories mm-hmm. are actually they're they're practicing out remembering. And so all these things that you that we've kind of talked about what is almost so key in this is it seems to be like a community. Mm-hmm. Like it actually seems to be 
a place where there's people like you can't you can't do this alone you can't you can't walk out encouragement alone mm-hmm. and you can't walk out um because because the enemy wants you to be isolated right and and so that being said look if anyone's listening and they're like man that sounds awesome i would love to be encouraged to encourage others i would love to you know be a part of this this thing where you're combating um, mm-hmm. condemnation and you're combating shame mm-hmm. like the real key to that is people and i mm-hmm. it's, it's like the messiness of people yes. it's the it's the the awkwardness of yes. first time visits and yes what do you do <laughs> i don't know like the weather sure something um you know like yes that's that's so that's so a thing mm-hmm. um and what i what i do love at wood's edge is that we have places for you to actually belong yes you know and amy like amy has i'll have her talk a little bit about her um, the the plethora of options really you have, but you know like we have men's groups, we have small groups, we have home groups, we have mm-hmm. um, we have volunteer Sunday morning, mi- Sunday morning classes. Yeah, like so many, and like yes, these are places where you can learn things, and these are places where you can study things. Mm-hmm. But like more than anything, mm-hmm. they're a place where you can actually just belong. Absolutely. And I think I think no matter who you are, whether you're a, a man, you're a woman. That's that's what we're really searching for. We're searching for where do I belong, mm-hmm. and where can I actually walk out these difficult things, but and also like celebrate the good things as well. Uh, so, Amy, tell us a little bit about like specifically for women, what's going on? Oh, Walt. Okay, so exciting. We have some really cool stuff. Um, so we have the Thursday morning Bible study that meets. We have brunch beforehand. So I've I, often walked I, by yes. and wished. That I could come. I know. Last week I didn't get to go, but I did see a picture and it was like so much food. I could not believe it. And like protein is a big thing for me. No, no, none of this just, you know, donuts and coffee. No, we, we, we go all out. It's pretty amazing. It's, it's like a real, like you can not eat. Oh, absolutely. Don't, like, like don't eat beforehand. Come oh, absolutely. hungry. Absolutely. Fruit. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. So we do that. But the, it's not just about that, though. It's about a spiritual, you know, spiritual feeding. And so we, we feed you physically. We feed you spiritually. And then we also have community groups or, or small groups within that, within that that we break up afterwards. So we come, we eat, then we get in and we do um, just kind of some meditation, uh, just listening to a worship song as of right now. Um, and then we... Then I might get up and say a little announcements or whatever. Then we do a video. Then we break up into small groups. And we've had some amazing responses back from people who are absolutely loving the study that we're doing. So, But I want to look forward because looking forward, we have Sherry McClure that's going to be – she's going to be yeah. starting. And that's going to be a live teaching. So that's exciting. Cool. And that's going to be the – that starts the Thursday after um, after spring break. Okay. So it's going to be awesome. So that's the Thursday – that's the biggest like women's gathering that we have every week. But one that is growing is the Monday night. And I'm going to tell you, it's pretty incredible. Jennifer Buffard leads that. And she is the most dynamic, um, uh, spirit-filled. She has such incredible creative ideas and what she does with the women. And that meets in 206. And that's Monday night from 630 to um, 830. So that one's going to be coming up. And Sherry's actually going to be doing live teaching in both of those. Oh, awesome. So that's Yeah, I'll post in for anyone listening. I'll also post like links to this in the show notes. So they aren't like, oh, where's my pen? I got to like, don't pause. Don't pause it. I'll just like click on the show notes and I'll I'll show you you links to that. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday morning. Thursday mornings and Monday nights are. Those are those. And you can join anytime. 
Oh, yeah, you can join any time. I mean, obviously, you know, we're kind of midway through through the book, but, you know, Sherry McClure's, that'll be that'll be one that's that's coming up by the time you probably air this. That'll that'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, we have Lyft and that one actually is come whenever. And they just they go through videos. Sometimes they go through scriptures. But that's another community. And it's and that's a Sunday morning class, right? Yeah. This is and a lot of like um single women, working women that cannot maybe make it um, during the during the week that that's their community and it's a really great thriving community as well so those three and then we have hello refit is i mean amy micken i cannot say enough what about, is refit okay like it, i should know this but i don't it's, oh my gosh it is so cool walls okay so it is basically like um uh, it's cool exercise dance okay? okay so i went to the glow party um around de- december okay and they had like five different you know different segments or whatever of, of so I it's mean, an I exercise was, class it's an exercise class okay. but you are learning how to dance i mean you literally feel like i need that y- you do i, I need mean, this yes and men can come so there are a few men that that go and um and it's amazing it is so fun it's like you know how you see all those like infomercials of all those really cool like and that's like the new thing right to do not do exercise but have like Dancer size kind of thing. Dancer, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, dancer no. Size. it might what be. Is it called? I don't know. We'll I don't say know. dancer size. It, that's like back from like the eighties or no, something. No, I know what you're talking about though. But anyways, or jazzer size. That was what it was. <laughs> and so as there, there's like a whole community oh, that's absolutely. just come together. Of oh a my refit. gosh! And the most ca- cha- a challenging and encouraging group of women. They love each other, pray for each other. It's a supportive, uplifting. There's that. Then there's holy fit, which is kind of like Christian yoga. And so it's very, you know, you're stretching and you know you're and but then they're also praying and meditating as mm-hmm. they're doing all the moves which is that's really cool that's really cool so there's all kinds of things there should not be a woman at wood's edge that is not involved in something we also have starting right we also have um toddler time so i mean and there's lots of people that are involved in different one different situations yeah. you know different groups and multiple groups so starting right that's like mops without a craft it's amazing they have great speakers my husband just spoke at it you know last week and that was great yeah i think the girls loved it so there's lots of different opportunities for women to get involved get encouraged get in the word but also just to be in that community with each other yeah and it's always that first step that's hard it's always the first like you have to wake up that day and you have to be like i'm gonna i gotta go to a place that's new i gotta go to a class that's new and like that's a normal feeling. Oh, but that's well, such don't a normal. Set them up like that. No, no. Seriously, I'm- <laughs> you are coming, and you are going to be literally. It's like you coming, and you're coming to like a God pep rally. Well, totally. I'm I mean, saying. So, I mean, but you, all you have to do is just get ready. And when you get ready, when you walk in that door, my goal is to for you to feel welcomed. For and everyone, all the small group leaders, they are there to wrap their arms around you and to say you are here, and we are so glad. Yes, and I'm just saying, don't <laughs> let the feelings of it's going to be weird or anything we stop you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I mean, we don't try to put on it too thick but yeah no. we're, we're just expect just expect amy to bombard you <laughs> yes, the moment right. you walk through the doors at wood's edge um no but thanks so much amy for coming mm-hmm. and talking to me for a little bit and uh yeah we'll have you on some other time soon i love it Thanks so much for listening to the Woods Edge Podcast Show. See you next time.